0: Welcome to episode 77 of the Go Gorilla Filmcast, your source for all things Indie Film. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Fallujah Dumont.
1: I am another host, Mr. Paul Robert Robinson. (laughs) Robert Robinson. Robert Robinson. Um, And we're here this week again to talk to you about things.
0: Things about stuff.
1: Things and stuff.
0: Things and stuff. Holidays
1: are are coming up, and so I hope everyone's enjoying the... Holiday season—they're
0: creeping up on us, as it were. Boy, they're coming up on <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah, buddy. Um, yeah. So, um, yes. How've you been?
1: I've been well. Mm. You know, um, just you know, we're still in post production here, going through. You know, because it's just us two, and the <laughs> we're po- in post
0: production here.
1: You know. Yeah, no.
0: Yes, I do know. That's why I, I'm. Well, I'm asking you.
1: Yeah. Well, I we- don't know actually. <laughs> so last week. I said that I would follow up this week with where I landed with color grading and all that fun stuff. Mm. And so here it is. Please. It's still hard. It's still hard. It's
0: still hard to do stuff.
1: Here's the thing with color correcting. What's the thing with color correcting, Paul? So we have a TV and it's not. uh, (gasps) We do? Yeah, yeah, we have one. And it's not the newest TV, but it's not an old TV either. No,
0: you dissed our TV last in the last episode. Last week you
1: dissed our TV. Let's move on. I have a point to make here, okay? So, it's not a brand new TV, but it's also not a very old TV either, you know. Um, I know. And I've always had an issue with grading stuff. And then when I look at it on our TV, you know, I went through all this last week. It just looks not as good. Magoo. Right. And so, you know, we watch movies on it all the time and everything looks fine. And I'm like, what the hell, hell? And um, are, you
0: tri- are you finally realizing that you're the problem?
1: Well, of course. Because why else? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of admitted that last week. But there's... There's this unthink, there's this unkind of I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. how to describe it, but there's just this way that you know obviously people can grade things to look good on all devices, right? But a lot of times when you're looking for advice or talking to forums, or whatever, every the response is always, well, you know, you just have to get a cal- you know color calibrated monitor and make sure it looks good on that, and then you can't control anything past that, right? And it's like, that's true, mm-hmm. obviously, but, you know, uh, if I were to take that advice and say, oh, I have my color calibrated monitor, I have a a BenQ, it's a decent monitor above there, it's calibrated, you know, it's Rec. 709, 100%, uh, and I grade it, and I make it look good on that, and it doesn't look good on the TV, however... If we watch stuff on YouTube or whatever, that stuff looks good on my phone, on the computer, and on the TV. So there's something amiss somewhere mm. that I'm not that's not clicking for me. Last week I thought I had kind of like this moment, this light bulb moment, but it turns out not so
0: much. You just had gas. Yeah.
1: I mean it was it was an eye-opening thing. It was just another step in my learning process, but it wasn't as much of a leap as I was hoping it to be. Mm. Um so it's still it's weird. Our TV doesn't have a lot of contrast in it, and so, but you know, we we've watched stuff and it's looked fine. So, yeah. you know, but then I look at you know, if I I I actually bought so what this is what I did. I bought a like a twenty foot HDMI cable to go right from my capture card. I have a Blackmagic mm-hmm. card. Go from that to the TV, TV, to the TV, and so I'm like, all right, well, let me grade to the TV and see how it yeah. looks. You know, and I showed you an example mm-hmm. of you know grading on this on here and what it would look like on the monitor versus the television. And in order to get it to look good on the television, it looks like crap on the monitor. Yeah. So there's some kind of middle ground that has to be met. And I think that's what comes with years of experience. Obviously, this is not just something that if everybody could do it, no one would need to hire a colorist ever, you know, if it yeah. was that easy. So obviously, it's it's a very difficult kind of thing to master. Um, but I think it's an important step. And I think people should, you know, if if people out there are like, Wanting to learn how to color grade, and I think that is, you know, it's easy. I shouldn't say it's easy, but it's it's possible for me to make it look pretty good on my computer, just mm-hmm. right on my the, the UI, and then to look, make it look good on the UI and the Rec 709 calibrated monitor. Okay, now we now we're now it's a little different, so we got to tweak some things so it looks good on both. And now, you know, I compare it to like the crappy radio test, like I did said last week. Mm-hmm. You can make it sound good on a crappy radio. It'll look good on anything. So if I can make it look good on the TV, yeah. you know, as well as looking good on my computer, we're good to go. And I think a big step in that, which I'll be doing probably like tomorrow, is just taking a bunch of stills from movies that I've seen on here. Like a movie we talked about, we just watched Us, right? Mm-hmm. So if I go online, grab a bunch of stills from that movie, plug it into um, and to resolve and see where the exposures and, and, and uh, you know, see where all the exposures lie and see how... How I mean because a lot of it is not just grading, right? It's lighting. You know, that's where it all starts. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like it's good to know how people play with exposure because you have a lot of control over that and post to see where, you know, where you're letting the skin tones fall, you know, and where you're letting your highlights hit and capping them and all that stuff. So it's really interesting because I did that last week and I took a still from a, a short that we watched, and we watched it on here, and it looked good. And then put brought it in here, and I was like, okay, well, that's interesting because it's not, you know. I looked at how everything was, how the exposure was falling, and everything, and and uh, try to emulate that sort of thing, but the, you know, not not exactly that because the films are different. But try to emulate that concept, and it still didn't work, hmm. really. So it's kind of it's it's been an interesting experience. It's been a very fun experience and like learning experience not without not without its frustrations but i feel like um this is a this one's a this one's really tricky to wrap the head around just because there's no standard anywhere yeah you know it's just something that comes with experience and doing it over and over again there's a lot of things that you can just learn quickly but something like this you know like lighting and color grading cinematography all these things you just have to sit and do it a mm-hmm. bunch of times in order to to understand the concepts and understand how how all this stuff is done. So, yeah, that's just my little follow up there to, you know, we're still color grading. i have I've reached out to colorists, um, to kind of see, cause my idea is to get it graded professionally mm-hmm. or, you know, by somebody that knows what they're doing at the very least. Sure. And, uh, maybe kind of break down what they did and see, see how, how they did it. And I think that would be like a huge learning experience.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that's well, it. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Tis continues. Um, what else? So um, I have recently, you know, we, we've been getting a lot of questions about, you know, when's the movie going to be done? I've had quite a couple people ask me, um, you know, when it, it first of all, it's not going to be available online for for some time. <clears throat> um, right. And and one of our um, one of our actors had asked if they could share a, a still of it on their IMDb. And I was like, I a scene that they're in cat uh, had asked i think and was it cat i don't know might have been Petra. i'm sorry guys i don't know uh, i don't know what freaking planet i'm on uh
1: we have to get them on the podcast too yeah. soon
0: um so you know it was like the whole like well you know a lot of people filmmakers wouldn't want you to do that because it hasn't really released. like look that a still is not gonna get yeah. away from, like anything in the film yeah i think you know I certainly understand the secrecy, and I certainly understand when it's, like, huge budgets, when there's, you know, when it's stuff like Star Wars and there's spoilers, I mean, that has to be, like, super, super tight. Right. You can't let anything out because th- that's it. You know, you can completely destroy your sales. No one's paying to see our movie, so I'm not, like, there's there's no troll that's, yeah. like, going through everybody who was on the film, like, I've seen a scene, and mm. uh, I know that they film outside, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I'm not really too worried about that, um, but we've had a couple of people ask, uh, you know, when it's going to start going to festivals. And pretty much as soon as it's done, which should be January, January, the beginning, mid-January, we're having, um, you know, our screener and stuff with the the cast and crew mid-January. So we're hoping to be done by then. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we're gonna pretty much start submitting. From that point on, as soon as it's done, whichever one is up next, that's what we're going to go for. And uh, so I was reading this article on somebody who's a a higher level filmmaker, independent, but higher, higher up than we are. Uh, The type of filmmaker that actually, you know, is, is looking to monetarily gain from winning and all that. Sure. We've never, I mean... We've gotten like prizes for stuff we've won in competitions, but we've never won like a first place and then got money for it. Like oh, it's no. never happened. We've
1: won a, <clears throat> we've won a couple festivals, but we haven't won. Yeah,
0: we don't win things. Yeah. So although um, I think
1: one festival is sending us a certificate.
0: Well, we didn't get it. So oh. <laughs> so um uh this is a person that that was had written the article because it was how to sort of make that back not all of it but just how to have some type of monetary gain mm-hmm. there. And I found some really interesting tidbits in the article. Right. That were that that pointed towards the fact that their su- their suggestion and advice was not to submit to smaller festivals. Okay. Before your larger festivals, your sun dances, your cans, your mm. cons, however you say south it. South by. Your South by. First of all, <clears throat> our shit's never gonna make it into that. No. This is not like some self-deprecating cue the compliments, yeah. tell us how great no, you we guys are, are. are. It's great. just reality. Our shit's never going to make it into those film festivals, in part because we're not at the level for that and in part for the fact that they don't give a shit about people at our level. Those, mm. those, those film fests are not geared towards people that do not have some type of connection already in there. And even this person had said that. So it was, it was conflicting, right? Because on the one hand, they were saying in the article, don't bother wasting your money Submitting to festivals that you don't have connections in, and they had specifically used uh, Sundance as an example. Mm-hmm. So it's basically what you're saying is, unless you know somebody on Sundance, you're not getting into Sundance. But then at the same time, they're saying, well, don't submit it to the smaller ones until you've submitted to the big ones. like, I'm not going to bother submitting to these bigger film festivals because we're not going to get into them. And usually their cost, I could submit to two or three film festivals with what it's going to cost me just to be rejected by one. So they, another piece of advice that they had mentioned was that, and I found this very scandalous and interesting. Oh, do tell. In the film fest world was that, these late submissions, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you know about films, <laughs> so you know the deal. You know, you have your early bird, yeah. your deadline, and then you have your late, and some people even have like a late, late deadline. Yeah, yeah. And the fees are just, there. Outrageous yeah. at that point. You can pay upwards of one hundred and twenty dollars to submit a film if it's it's a late late. I've seen some of them like two weeks before the film fest. They're still taking submissions, and I'm always thinking, how the fuck are you doing that? Like you're supposed to have everything in yeah. order. The, the film fest is in two or three weeks, even a month or two is very close to. And I was just like, I never understood that. Well, it turns out, as per this, I'm not going to name the, the the author of this article, but um, they were saying that there's. Literally, no point in submitting into those late deadlines because mm-hmm. essentially, and we're talking about the bigger film fest, not like little ones. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, Which
1: could, could you know could be for the 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 mid tier ones it could as well. Be,
0: it could be as well. Who knows? But I'm just saying that this was more geared towards the bigger film fest, um, bigger small film fest. That you're essentially just paying for travel and accommodations for the people that they actually want there. That's why they're so astronomical because, you know, the film that the filmmaker that they really want there that they think is going to be an up and comer and there's all this buzz that Mm -hmm. says like, yeah, I don't know. I don't feel like paying, you know, a thousand dollars to get to your film fest and they'll offer them either free accommodations, airfare or whatever, what have you. And we're basically we would be paying for that, hoping to get in Mm -hmm. and that your money is basically just going to pay for who they really want there and you. Basically, have no shot. Uh, we've talked on the show before about some weird, sketchy shit that goes mm-hmm. on with a lot of film festivals, and yep. that they'll say they watched your film when they yep. didn't. And you right. can and just check a that. Quick tip, and-
1: let me just interject for a quick <clears throat> tip: put your film on Vimeo mm-hmm. and make sure. Sh- and they have advanced stats. We talked about this when mm-hmm. Christina Reyes was on. You know, Vimeo has advanced stats. So if you submit to a festival and they reject you, and they haven't watched it yet. Then, you know, watch out for that film festival, yeah, okay. continue.
0: Well, so, yeah, this was all in that yeah. in in that realm. Um, and I just thought like, well, what the hell? so so basically, their advice was not to submit to the smaller ones because the if your film has premiered, you know, you have like um state, you could be like, you know this this is the premiere in New York State. This is the premiere in the United States. This is the premiere, worldwide premiere, nationwide premiere, whatever. Whatever you're you're doing. Um, if they see that your film has already played at three other small film festivals, they won't pick you. Right. Because which they want up. it to premiere there. at their film festival, yeah. which is just the whole racket. Again, of course we're going to submit because you know, we made the film, we might as well, would, you know, you want to get it out to, to, to people and, and right. network and all that stuff. But I don't put a whole lot into that because I don't trust, I don't trust the, the business of yeah. film festivals.
1: But we've been to a couple and we've submitted to a bunch and, we, and we're <laughs> we starting to kind of get a feel for, you know, which ones are, you know, in it, you know, which ones are, are, are fun to go to and like have, you know, kind of keep the filmmakers in mind because... The way I look at it is if anyone's willing to to accept our film, then their chances are that, you know, well, we're nobody, you know, we don't, well, we haven't really submitted I mean, a lot.
0: Part of that submission was that if you, that it's not guaranteed, but if you, if your film is successful at a film festival that you're often like archived and then the following year, they'll reach out to you with a mm-hmm. free voucher because they want to get you into the film festival that you did well before. People want to see more of your work. Mm-hmm. Um, Someone might say, "Well, that's kind of cheating, right? That you don't have to pay." I think asking—I would never reach out to a film festival and be like, "Hey, can we get a voucher? I don't want to pay to submit my film. Like, I'm not going to do that." But listen, this is a this—all the this shit's out of pocket. If somebody <laughs> reaches out to us yeah, and says, seriously. "Hey, do you want to be in the film festival? We'll give you a voucher." Fuck yeah. <laughs> like,
1: well, no, let's do not that. Only that. Well, they usually will say, you know, "Hey, here's a." you know 50% a off a discount code or, for film freeway to submit or whatever
0: we've gotten i think like two or three offers where we didn't have to pay and that and that's it's nice because yeah. it adds up
1: and actually i think one
0: but i would never like ask for a discount yeah, we had gotten weird. i know we
1: had gotten dis, a discount it, you know here hey submit to us here's a discount thing and then they never accepted it so it's yeah, not any kind of one? like not yeah. any, it's not any kind of guarantee. It's just, No. and that's a good thing, you know, if people are hearing about you. It's not a loss and, for
0: you. It's like, okay, right. well, you, you didn't you, pick you, it, but I didn't lose the $40 it cost right. me to submit.
1: Right. But yeah, because the late, submitting to the late late ones, you got to know, like, they're they're not gonna like upend their... It, it's it's such a pain to schedule films for yeah. a film fest. I would imagine. I've never done it. Have obviously, to be but stellar. It would have to be really to really, move really good. Shit around. Start moving everything around because it's oh man, it's such a pain. So you so, have to
0: know your money is like going towards what's gonna benefit the film fest, and your film's not gonna be yeah. in there.
1: That's that's the tricky thing is, and I don't know. We may have talked about it before, but it's like that's the thing with film fest, man. You know, it's man. like, bro. It's like you submit and like we're going to start submitting this in January, right? And then so we start submitting and, and the fil- film is not going to play at any of these film festivals till like the fall of next year, you know, no. or summer at the very.
0: No, I have a know? couple. I, I have a couple on the list that we can submit to in January and that they're the festivals like in May or June.
1: Okay, the summer, yeah.
0: Yeah, but that's not fall of next year.
1: Well, some of (laughs) them.
0: kind of extreme.
1: Yeah, some of them are like far away. And uh, it's just like you submit and then you you do nothing for four months, you know?
0: Well, that's the whole point of submitting to as many as you can so that you're starting to get all your answers. And um, that's going to be the tricky part for us is just financially, you know, we're going to. Submit to as many as we can that are local, but then, you know, you have your far drives where it's like, well, now we're to get accommodations and now this mm-hmm. is costing money and all that. Anyway, we've talked about this before. I just wanted to kind of throw that out there because that article I found quite interesting. Yeah. I mean, already confirmed things that are already suspected about the film festivals. Film festivals. But um, so show-wise, entertainment-wise, we started watching Servant which if you're yeah. not familiar with it is uh M Knight is the producer. I believe he directed a couple episodes. So far just or, the first one. just the first one wall. Yeah. Um uh so we're going to we're going to I'm going to say watch it if you were interested or you saw the trailer like watch it, but yeah. we're going to wait until If the trailer it's
1: interests you then over, definitely watch it, I would say.
0: And then kind of get four into that episodes in now, I think. I think so. They oh, released yeah. a couple at –
1: Months. Here's the thing that I'm 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 wondering it may start to become a trend because this each episode's a half an hour. Mm-hmm. You have the Mandalorian, which came out. Each episode's between a half an hour and forty five minutes. I'm wondering now if all of these shows are going to start really tightening up their their runtime. You because know, you think about I
0: don't think that's going to be you,
1: well. You think about I was thinking about it. You know, if you're if you have a ten episode season and every episode's an hour well that's 10 hours of content you have to film but if they're a half hour well, it's only five hours of content you have to film and then that saves yeah. you a shit ton of money well, if hopefully... and, and look the servant we're not like i mean yes i wish the episodes were longer but i also wish that every episode was available right now but you know good content <laughs> is good not. content and so i think that um i feel like the people are going to start really trimming that down to to save costs
0: i don't know that everybody will i just think certain stories are... i see it coming Call uh, it or require it like The Mandalorian. I don't think I could watch an hour of that. I personally couldn't. Um, and this show, I think it's a decent runtime, it doesn't feel super short.
1: No, I'm not complaining it about feels it, like just, a I'm just wondering if, if that's gonna start happening.
0: But I just, uh, I I, I don't know, I, I don't know why I have the number 11 in my head is that there's 11 episodes or something. I could be completely making that per- servant? It? yeah. It's eight or 10. Oh, we'll see, yeah. fucking liar. Uh, so. Um, you know, I, I I'll just wait until it's done. Yeah. I have some issues, likes, dislikes, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I don't know where this is uh they just we they just threw a little twist at us on the last episode that we saw. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah. And um so we'll talk about that when that's done. So it'll probably be yeah, this is 10 the end. You know, like early January, we'll kind of get into the mm-hmm. the details of that. I'm I'm like aii I'm uh, M Night is like that relationship that you can't shake, and you're like, I know this relationship's not good for me. This always ends the same way. But he but seems, I go to, you back know, he to seems it. to have
1: changed, or
0: they have seemed to have changed. Well, first of all, this is something. This is not a, This is not like a, a show that he's solely directing, like he does his films. There's other people involved. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so there, there's, I, I don't think he has as much control, right. you know, as, as he would in but, his But you know, they films. had him direct
1: the first episode to set the mood and, you know. The
0: style is, uh, he's all over it. Whether he's directing the episode or not, he has a specific, he's, he's like, uh, what I will say is the M night camera, uh, camera angles, they're there. Yeah. Um, so it, it's the, he definitely has his hand all up in the pudding. Yeah. But um, Well, yeah, he's
1: directed the first episode to establish the t- the tone and the mood and yeah. everybody else takes over from there.
0: And so it's kind of, so it's definitely, like, I see his style in that. And that's the thing is that I've always liked his intention. Mm-hmm. I've always liked his style and I've always liked his, his intention. And let me just say that even if I don't like a film that he does happening, Lady in the Water, God help me, like... It, Even if it's something that I'm like, wow, that was terrible. And it almost turned me off to wanting to watch stuff later. Mm -hmm. I'll always respect that he, he just does what he likes to do. You know, whether people get it or they don't, that's kind of his style. He rides his mill and that's great. But just sometimes that some of his films I've been like, no, Mm no, 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 no. I'm not doing this again, but I always do it again. So yeah, I, it's just, I can't quit him.
1: Yeah. (laughs) God darn it, I can't quit you, Night.
0: I try to quit him and I can't. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't want to because I think, you know, he has this, like, he has this darkness.
1: Yeah.
0: And he has a very unique style. Whether you like it or you don't, I appreciate somebody that has a unique style in this business because movies are, like, being yeah. you know, pumped out left and right. And it's so hard to see specific styles in, in a lot of filmmakers. So I like... I like that he does that. <clears throat> um, in it, it, jumping off of that, mm-hmm. Jordan Peele. I know we're like super freaking late to the game. We didn't see us until literally like an hour ago. Yeah. Um, and I I liked Get Out. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And Very that's good. another filmmaker that I'm like, even if I don't like what you do, I like that you have your style, you have your vision. You're gonna do what you're gonna do. He produces, directs. Mm-hmm. And does he edit his own stuff?
1: I don't know. I don't think so. Mm. But he's got something to say too, you know. Which I, appreciate. you know, I just
0: I like that he has his I like that he has his style and and I can appreciate that. And like we were big Key and Pe- Appeal fans, so um, of course you know you got to support. Yep. And uh, so I wanted to I, I wanted to see this again because I did enjoy Get Out a lot. Yeah. And. Um, <sighs> Hmm. I uh, I did not really like it. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, you don't say. I, I, I think I don't know. I mean, I I wondered how far they could go with the concept just from the trailer, right? I'm like, okay, so it's them. Yeah. It's us. It's them. And I'm thinking, where are you going to go with that, really? Yeah. Um, this is an older film. So if you haven't seen it, end the episode here if you don't want any spoilers and you intend to see it, but we're gonna go into the details because this is this has been out for a while. Yeah. Um, I can't say that I saw the clone thing coming.
1: The tethered.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, I, you know, it's just like obviously there's two, especially when the second family came, I'm like, okay, so this is not just her, because it made it seem like it was just them. And then, you know, you're like, all right, this goes further. Um, the end felt like. They ran out of ideas and just like threw an explanation together and mm-hmm. just went with it.
1: For me, I kept coming up against logistical problems, which oh I God. probably shouldn't, but it's like, no,
0: I did too. You know,
1: like, how, how are they eating? Is somebody like, what, how, Who, where, like, why
0: are they finding double clothes of everything?
1: Yeah, <laughs> but you got all was the wearing And <laughs> like, I guess, you know, and I, and I hate to like, get bogged down in logistical things because we're about to go watch star wars in a couple of weeks and that's going to be all over I the place think
0: that's the same but i think that these are legitimate questions because how it's like, are they surviving
1: yeah because if they're like you know in they show them like do they not eat do like exactly mimicking what they're doing up there you know and in some weird way and yeah like yeah, well, how, where do what do they eat? They're obviously
0: biological clones because yeah. if you've watched the film, spoiler, spoiler, she is one. Right. So she eats, poops, showers, bleeds, feels pain. Mm-hmm. Right. So they, how are they? Who is feeding them? Where is the money coming from? Who financed all the scissors? Right. Where, where, where was there a, scissor a lot of factory? Gold scissors And then they all the jumpsuits. Do you know how much that would have cost? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just
1: to manufacture is, jumpsuits yeah, for every person jumpsuits
0: for every person in the world yeah. because everyone is to have i'm assuming i don't know how if this goes global but let's just assume it was this these clones were just in the united states that's just everybody so a jumpsuit and a pair of scissors for every single one of those mm-hmm. people and sandals
1: right and you got to and you got to think that people like if again this we're getting into the weeds but if somebody up here dies of cancer or a car accident how like what happens to their tether oh they just drop Yeah, like do they kill them or or you know, like I I just don't I don't get it. And I hate getting stuck in those logistical things, but the way they set it all up as if they're like in this school, you know, like it was so far
0: fetched. And then at the end it's the you know, the the their uh the this this visual of this the of the tethered literally spanning across
1: hands across America. You know, hands
0: across America, like spanning across the country. So I'm like, how big was this basement?
1: Yeah, well, in the beginning, it said that there was tons of, of abandoned underground tunnels all over the United States. The kind of right. setup, Right. I get. So we're that I, are I all guess equipped we're, with
0: bunk beds. I and guess everyone's we're like, set. to
1: assume that that's you know. I'm assuming where all the this was lived. a
0: government that they were government clones. Yeah. Okay, so. <sighs> I, like, if they had just been clones doing their own thing, dressed in the uniform like it was in, like, a government-issued uniform. But the fact that their, their dress and outfits mimicked what was happening in the real world at the same time just made absolutely no freaking sense mm-hmm. at all.
1: And because you basically had to, like, when somebody was born, you had to clone them right away and then send them down. And then... Like somebody had to take care was of these the babies. Control?
0: Like when she was like, "Oh, they that we the clones were made to control the people upstairs." Yeah, like, they thought that if they could control the what? clones
1: in the in the underworld. That they can control the people upstairs to do, I don't know, whatever, so that you know,
0: just exactly the whatever. That's. <laughs> but now you're you're essentially do
1: doubling the resources you need for a country to survive. Yeah. You know, like now you got to feed it twice as many people alone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's made no sense. I so. guess I, I don't know I just
1: and I hate knocking people's films because I think there was a lot of really great things about the film like you know lighting performances all that stuff. Look,
0: he always his shit always looks great. Yeah. It always looks great, and the 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 just the the um, the choice in color the the crimson that they used obviously mm-hmm. went really well with everything. I was a little bit thrown at certain times. Like uh, Lupita is she has a very dark complexion. And that's a huge, like, pet peeve of mine when people are not lit properly that have darker skin.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Son of a bitch.
0: I just – there were certain scenes where you could not even see her face and it was like could we not have, like, just lit this a Mm -hmm. little bit better because I'm losing – if she's – if there's expression going on here, she's in the shadows. I can't see what's happening.
1: I I, I will say, though, and I I mean this in all sincerity, is that I think – some of some of that is our TV because <laughs> no, I mean it sincerely though because a lot of times we'll watch stuff on here. And one of our biggest complaints is you're, we're not lighting. You know, this, this, everything seems so dark. A lot of times now that I've done this test, I notice all the time people's hairs they just fall into black and you don't see it. Mm-hmm. So I think the lack of contrast in the TV—I don't
0: know—I just could
1: it. aid in that. And that's not to say that's strictly the case because obviously we've Whatever, seen it when Paul. it worked.
0: Whatever, Paul. All yeah,
1: right. Okay.
0: All right just pulling at the thread, pulling at the thread. (laughs) Christ. Um, Anyway, I just, their motivations made no sense to me. Um, I didn't like, like, obviously Jordan Peele is a a comedic feller. Mm -hmm. I didn't appreciate the comedy in this because it didn't fit. It fit in Get Out. Yeah. This kind of sly, sarcastic thing that went on and then the guy who worked for T, uh, the tsa uh, yeah yeah you know him like his character i got the know when he when yeah. she was on the phone with her and he's like she's a genius or whatever yeah. you know and he had her on mute like that was perfect timing the whole you know ts motherfucking a at the end we get shit done or whatever mm-hmm. he says like totally made sense for the character got it got it the comedy didn't fit here because it was in such crucial moments. Like, so you just had to murder a bunch of people. You've witnessed a bunch of people get killed, yeah. And your friend of yours is laying
1: joke. on the ground dead, yeah. And it's like there's no there's no weight to it.
0: There really wasn't, and there seemed to be no limit of how many times the daughter rolled her eyes at the father, despite him almost getting murdered in front of her, despite her almost getting murdered yeah. by herself. It just didn't make sense. Like, I don't think they would be joking in this moment right now. Yeah. So it's it felt like the comedy was forced in those moments. I didn't really like that. And what the hell was with the slow action movements like, I'm going to hold this up to you, stare at feet, stare at you for a solid 25 seconds, give you, like, 500 chances to come at me before I well, do not something. not only that, but it's, Let's like... Let's go! Like, uh...
1: I, mean,
0: I would be swinging left and right. Yeah, I
1: don't get, like, why they didn't just come up and, and just kill them. Seriously. All of their... All, all the other tether did that, you know? I mean, I guess it's because she knew that, you know, they they had been switched or whatever. But, uh, you know... Uh, you know, they had no problem killing everybody else. No, but else, she but- didn't
0: know that. Like when she walked up to the sun in the street, right in the road, you're just standing there. Why are you standing there? Like, do something. He's standing right there. Like, kill him. You know, the the whole plot uh, and the trick, rather, if you will, that the the kid with the with the like the hooded mask, mm-hmm. um, the whole his whole trick uh, would not have been able to have worked if she had just cracked him in the face immediately upon walking up to him but it was just like oh we're building tension and then but it it, this isn't the time for it 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 just really isn't i it would have been like zombies you just left and right start swinging crack heads open that's it and they're perfect to find they're all in red jumpsuits yeah. So you're not gonna get the wrong person. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: And another logistical thing is just because you're parked over a trickle of gasoline doesn't mean, doesn't your, car mean your car's gonna, gonna blow explode. up. <laughs>
0: exactly. Um, if you were saturated in gasoline, yes, yeah. that would be a concern. Um I thought that was really bizarre too. Yeah. I just did this underground escalator thing. Mm. Um, I mean, I'll give it to Lupita for have you know the 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 range and character there were two completely different characters she changed her face and her voice sometimes i found it kind of silly this like did she I wasn't a big did fan she of have voice. laryngitis yeah. i don't because understand at, at the age that they don't explain have, it
1: yeah that the age that she would have went down there she would have been she would have been able to speak fine
0: yeah well it it but she could speak. It wasn't like she didn't understand how to speak or that she had an impediment. Yeah. It was like she had laryngitis down there. I don't yeah. did, do they not have antibiotics I mean, I in this know. government facility. I don't know. She needed a lozenge stat. Yeah. I, I didn't get that thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that. And I felt like if she was the real person. I mean, the argument's going to be like, oh, she's in this underground world, so she got all, like, zany and weird. It's like, yeah, but she masterminded right. this whole thing. So this whole, like, where she, like, is wide-eyed and, like, uh, 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 yeah. uh, uh, you know? It's just like, we when did this— to get out I just didn't—
1: Maybe there's a longer cut that explained that, that they just had to— I felt like it something. needed
0: to be explained. Why does she sound like Darth Vader or yeah. something? Like, what— and what, like, why are they all? I mean, I okay, so they're clones, so they're they grunt, I guess. They like don't she, talk. She, like how? Yeah. yeah, but
1: how would she communicate with everyone to say, "All right"? Don't know. This is on this day we're going to go up and you're going to hold hands across the whole country, and and so because they seem zombie-like, right? And if these people, if these, if these clones can understand English, then she certainly could have taught at least a couple people how to teach,ed teach,ed. Teach me how to yeah, I'm how say, to talk.
0: I think we might need to, we might <laughs> we need have, to taught you have, how to say something. She
1: could have taught people how to how to talk. She was down there her whole life.
0: Yeah, it just there were so many holes. There were so many holes in that story. It just didn't work for me. Having said that, whatever he makes, I'll watch. Like whatever oh, yeah. the next thing is, I'm gonna watch it for sure. Um, it looked great. You know the the, the editing. It, I
1: think the concept's great, does. and and I think the concept is has a lot to say about society you know his films are always very uh I don't want to say political but socio he always, he always has a or message or and yeah. I think
0: that's awesome and I love that he's like you know what I don't really care if the studio so it's a thing I didn't really like this film but I loved that he was like I don't want the studio tearing this apart so I'm just going to pay for it for mm-hmm. the most part I know that he obviously got Funds all the yeah. other places as well, but he and did. said yeah, and
1: it. I hope that he keeps making films because there's just as much as I love a good Star Wars movie or a Marvel movie. We need way more original films out there. I think there's a place for both, and I like to keep. You know, you know that's why Knives Out came out. I'm really excited about that. You know, um, yeah. So I, I, I really like want to see more original work. I
0: do. I do have an issue with the Knives Out type films, though. I don't like when you have a cast like that. It's super fucking distracting.
1: Too many famous. There's people. way
0: too many people in that film that I and can't I think, really well, it's like. Not even
1: that, it's just like you—you you have famous it's too people, much. but you don't have the, But they look exactly like they do when they're not filming. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, if you're gonna have Chris Evans, great. Love Chris Evans. He's great. Um, but you know, maybe Change like throw up. a beard on him, let him grow his hair out, or something. You know, like
0: I don't know. It's it just I, I. I'm gonna see it, but I just don't really care for when when you're bombarded with celebrity in one film and mm-hmm. that quite a few films have done that and yeah. i actually tend not to watch them because it's just like celebrity overload because you
1: lose you lose perspective on the character <clears throat> and you're looking at the the, the 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 actor you know the person yeah
0: and just one more thing to go back into get out like there's no way that i see people standing at the end of my driveway, dressed exactly the same, hand in hand. There's well, not they, one second. They were in shadows, so you couldn't
1: tell. They weren't dressed the same. They all had the jumpsuits.
0: Those were the same.
1: <laughs> oh, dressed. I thought you meant dressed the same as them, not as each Hello. other. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's no way that I'm not going to find that immensely bizarre. Yeah. The fact that there was any time to like joke and be like, oh, this is totally going to be okay. Like, no, there's nothing normal about this. At all mm-hmm. about people that stand silent, motionless, and then just start coming towards you. Like, And I, f- I felt like the the dad slash husband was like the most useless character yeah. in that film. Like, So you had a bat and you held the bat out to the open part of the door for the other person to grab yeah. and clock you with. He was down for the count right away, yeah. <laughs> like, which I think... Might have possibly been intentional slightly and in that he wanted so. her to yeah. be the heroine and be like, she's the one kicking ass. And that's great. I get that.
1: But I don't think you, but, but I think it would have said more if he wasn't, that didn't happen. Because it's like, so we have to, we have to get him out of the way. It's like, well, maybe you don't have to. Maybe she just is.
0: She just takes control. I don't yeah, know. I just I thought know. like this dude is just mess. Like, okay, so you're, you so you're telling me this guy didn't hear him completely cat scratch his way out of a garbage bag. Yeah. You would have heard that. Yeah. Like, you would have heard that happening. Um,
1: and these people are resilient, man. Yeah, and that's like the bent part, over trees. And, but
0: some weren't, right? Yeah. Like, some were killed with one hit, and then others you had to hit 95 times, and they'd still come back yeah. after, you know. It, Just yeah, like the the part in the tree. I'm like, there's no way that I'm going to to watch you die. I would have cut your face off.
1: What the goal was for the family that came up, or for her when she came up? You know, she wanted to capture the family and brought them all in the room. What was the goal to switch
0: places? I guess.
1: Well, not switch Uh, places because it's not like they're going to. They can't function. Put them back down in the in the in the in the uh, kill
0: off the people. Right. So why not just go up and kill
1: them? Why like you know why you know have you don't kill him right away. You just like put them all together. It would
0: have ended in 20 minutes.
1: Had like the two. Oh yeah. But, but I'm saying is like, I I I would have loved to, and maybe I missed it, but I would love to have known why, what was their, what was her motivation for, you know, she had the two young kids go off and play or whatever.
0: Yes. You know, so like why? Which made no sense.
1: Yeah. So like why? I don't know.
0: I think the idea was for you to kill your own person. So that's why she sent them off to do that. I don't know. I don't know. It just didn't it just didn't work for me. Yeah. It just didn't work for me and and I kind of knew that pretty early on. Like once she w- once they got into the house, it was like, mm, I don't think I'm going to like where this is going." Yeah. And I, I didn't really I I look forward to whatever he is making next. I'll watch anything. Yeah. I just this one did not work for me. Yeah. I think get out is also gonna be it's a hard film to beat. Like he it's like M night and that's why I'm hoping that doesn't happen, right? Like you just it was such a good start Mm -hmm. that that's gonna be tough to beat. If this was his vision, I respect it. Like Mm -hmm. I'm glad that he did what he wanted to do. I just wasn't my favorite
1: Yeah, it just it wasn't a bad movie. It was just a movie that wasn't for us.
0: Yeah, no, there was no point where I was just like, oh, just shut it off. I don't care. I was like, I mean, I want to see it through, but I just thought like the characters and the film deserved better. Mm -hmm. Like the, 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 the end was just so like, uh, it was very lackluster and just so simple. It was just so simple. Way too simple. Kind of silly. Borderlining silliness. I don't know. Um, anyway, so.
1: Any Hoosers. Any
0: hoosers. So next week, we, we got a short one here. Um. Next week we are having our megasode. mega megasode. 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 So we'll just be talking about stuff. I don't even know what because Star Wars doesn't come out until the following week. So mm-hmm. I may have we'll I may to- have escaped a a, a two-hour Star Wars conversation. Woot.
1: We'll <laughs> talk about Nerdery though. We're gonna have um the guys from Reality Bomb and and Yeah, a little bit Asteady of everybody, and-
0: whoever can make it. Um yeah, so so should be good. Um yeah, so shout-outs to Reality Bomb Comic Cast and Steady Geekin and to Emmett Cook who is doing uh, all all of the composing for A Vital Sign because he's an angel. hmm And uh, Perry. Perry. Perry.
1: And um, a shout-out to... Who's shouting out? Blue Shape Batteries. Yes. So we went to... That's um, right. Just a quick little story before we end here. We already here. talked about this. Oh, yeah. Well, but they came. So the batteries came... Um, from NAB, from NAB, the ones we won. Um, They came at like nine o'clock at night or some fucking crazy (laughs) time.
0: you know how like (laughs) UPS and FedEx and USPS, like they don't let you know that you have a package. You just throw it at your door and hopefully you heard them pull up at 8.30 at night. It was so late. I happened to have the hearing of a bat. So you were just like, click, click, clicking away. And I was watching TV and I was like, I noticed a shift in sound outdoors. Mm-hmm. There was a shift. I was like, did you hear that? And you're like, well, hear what? <laughs> so yeah. I was like, is there something at the front door? Something at the front door. And bam, there were the batteries. So luckily, they didn't sit out there all night.
1: Mm-hmm. So they're charging. I'm, I'm charging them tonight. And then tomorrow, I'll play with them and see. Because they're supposed to have a lot of cool features. Like You can have like an app and check your battery. Don't you have to get a, an adapter, there? though? So I well, I have one. So they yeah, they sent because they are an Italian company, I believe, Italian. Um when they sent me the package, they sent me with the uh, I guess the European plug. Yeah. Uh, so luckily it's just that little three-prong like, thing. What are we going to do with this? Yeah. <laughs> Tried shoving in the thing and I don't know, it hurt, but it didn't didn't work. <laughs> uh, uh, so luckily I have a whole bunch of those like um I don't know what they are. They seem pretty universal though with like the three slits and then on one end and then the other end is just a regular plug. Sure. Use that worked, and um, so shout out to them, special thank you,
0: yeah, we got for allowing stuff. me to win.
1: I guess I don't, know. <laughs>
0: I don't know, I mean, you won,
1: yeah, it's a lot of money. It's two 248 ish watt hour batteries and a charger, so good stuff. I'm hoping that when I drop it on my camera, that it'll give me a percentage of battery that's left.
0: That would be nice,
1: yeah, because the, all the batteries, except for two that I have now, just you know, they have like the white bar, they're just
0: like dead, yeah. Hey, we're going to die. And three, so, two, one, dead.
1: So yay for me and us.
0: That's pretty cool. I like winning stuff. Yeah. Feels good. Yeah. We should do that more often. Winning. Winning. Mm-hmm. Hashtag winning. Hashtag winning. So, hey, we should start
1: that, right? No, it's <laughs> <That's> not taken. <laughs> That's
0: not a thing. Um, so if you have any questions, suggestions, the stuffs, you know, just
1: hit us up. On, just uh, hit us up. Yeah. Instagram's the best place, uh, at GoGorillaFilm, or you can email us at uh, Go Gorilla Film at gmail.com.
0: Can I just talk about something then? go
1: grill, That I yeah. just, um, I, I'm,
0: I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna name names, but I had seen a Indiegogo page for a filmmaker who it, definitely independent, but one of their films in particular has a bit of a, an underground cult following because of one of the actors that's in it. Sure. And, um, it just was so jarring to see this person with an Indiegogo page for this next film that they're doing. And they were, like, nowhere close to their goal. I don't remember when the end date was, so maybe they'll get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were asking for a reasonable amount, too. It was, like, $20,000, which I thought was quite low for somebody that had already, like, successfully made films. Um but I just thought like this is why I grew when people say like all oh psh, when you make it you guys are gonna get a budget and like you'll be golden from there like no yeah. that doesn't mean that no, yeah like this dude made a film that actually has like an underground cult following and he's on Indiegogo trying to fund and produce another project or a series or something that that he was doing and I thought like wow this is exactly why I don't have that mindset of like all we have to do is make that, that one, one hit film and it's we're like set. yeah. That like that if you're fortunate that does sometimes happen. But even I was like, wow, this is not a person. I hadn't really thought about what else he was doing, but I was like, dead sure that this guy was at least making indie films, like no problem. And I just mm. thought, like, holy shit, <laughs> like, wow, yeah. can you really not
1: slumming it on Indiegogo?
0: Well, no, I mean, I don't. No, I know. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, I, I really thought that that this person wouldn't have to self promote that hard because mm. they they made a good film and yep. it was you're like you're never safe really so crap.
1: that's why that's the problem when you I mean we're starting a whole new episode now but that's the problem <laughs> I just had you, to get that off my when chest. you um, chase after a goal versus ch- you know and for him it's like whatever like he's probably just a, yeah <clears throat> I want to make another film and this is what I do but I think the the perception of that is like
0: yeah, everybody just know. thinks it's like you're going to make it yeah, and that's it
1: it's not the case
0: anyway I just wanted to throw that depressing fact out there in case anybody was just having a great day and wanted to just end it on a happy note, pfft, nope. Yeah. So um, yeah, so we'll 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 see you for episode seventy eight. There'll be a crap ton of people. Crap ton. Woot woo! Exciting. Woo. Thank you for joining us.
1: See you next week.
0: Bye. Bye.